Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Eruk the end of Chacht Erechor. Agasuligum a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfin. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nachvetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestin Echo. Vientolum again omgrev or corn rachtum. Yatakshatorin Graven or Corson, Elistuhalagus Gimina Fracht, Gorokligs or Dukashin Echor. Only Venown, Thordorakshin. Shachten. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. This is an Irish independent podcast. I'm Adrian Weckler, and you're listening to The Big Tech Show. Now, it used to be called Halo before rebranding a few years ago as Free Now. Ireland's biggest taxi company has big plans to expand into general mobility. But what will that mean for its services in the near future? Will cars play a smaller part in the general scheme of things? Well, this week's guest, I'm delighted to say, is Free Now CEO Thomas Zimmerman. Thomas, before I get into your plans for the future, one thing that always comes up when I talk about Free Now is the name. And I hope you don't mind me saying that sometimes it does invite jokes if a taxi is running later isn't available. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know, I think, I think practically I know all of the jokes around that <laughs> very much. But I think, um, I mean, there, there's a few things to name, right? So um, it came uh, out of two different directions. So um, before it was rebranded to uh, Free Now, it was My Taxi, right? Uh, and then also Halo for a certain period of time hold that name. And if we, when we were only doing cabs or taxis, that was perfectly on spot because it's nice to have a brand name that tells exactly the service. Um, but then already the strategic plans to venture into more types of mobility were on the table. So there was a like an inherent need to rebrand. And then on the other hand, um, there was a merger of mobility services between Mercedes and BMW. And they decided that they want to have all of the brands uh, within the now universe, right? And then uh, basically you go searching for a name and then there is uh, trademark restrictions on the one hand and then you try to also find something that um, sticks to what you want to do right so as there was not a really descriptive name available we went something where for us it's like kind of this freedom of mind ease of use the convenience part of the user right and the more we grow into that the more apparent it becomes to people the better they understand it but at the beginning uh, I certainly do understand it was a stretch for a lot of people to get it mm, but it's it's all settled now yeah, I would say so. I mean, every rebranding comes with uh, a natural dip in brand awareness. But uh, in uh, most of our countries, by now, we see higher aided brand awareness than we've seen uh, during the Halo on My Taxi Day. So I think we're on a good track. Now, it's not just taxis and cars. Um, Freenow has its positioning itself as a mobility company for e-bikes and e-mopeds and e-scooters. In Ireland, there's been a lot of talk about e-scooters. There has been delay after delay with the legislation, which is now going to be into next year. Um, is that a disappointment for you? 
Yeah, to a certain extent it is, right? Because uh, we can't provide that uh, service to our Irish users, right? So at the moment, it's it's ride-hailing, and then we recently, uh, together with our partner Tia, uh, made uh, e-bikes accessible, which is a good first step. But if you compare it to other countries where we have already a broader mobility offering, you just see the the beauty for the end user in terms of cross usage right then the convenience because i think each mobility type has a certain use case uh, and and therefore we are very much looking forward also to to broaden that scope whenever possible uh, in the irish market mm, okay um now in ireland demand is about 30 percent higher than pre-pandemic at the moment in general in ireland across europe are you expecting shortages taxi shortages uh, in the christmas period there's always shortages in the Christmas period, actually, because also a lot of drivers already go on vacation, right? So um, I would say we, we have seen in general post-pandemic uh, seen across Europe um, shortages in supply. Uh, not just only us, right? This is a market. Um, and there are markets that are only for, the, for those it was heavier and, and others not. Um, because I think also a lot of drivers um, needed to change profession during the pandemic. There was just no, uh, not enough demand and uh, you need to make a living. Um, and then uh, they eventually did not venture back in. So, but at the moment we're seeing that picking up again. Mm. And is it hard to get drivers? I mean, it depends on the country, but in general, uh, yes, I mean, supply is kind of scarce, so and there's competition uh, around supply. And then, I mean, especially for the Irish market, it's very interesting, right? So um, there are quite some formalities you need to do and uh, a test you need to pass. So this is also different per country, but already a long time ago, basically, we launched a program, an online program, to help people that want to become drivers prepare for these tests. So it's kind of like an, like an online course uh, mm -hmm. that prepares you with learning material, kind of if you're um, prepping yourself for your driver's license uh, kind of thing. And uh, obviously we've seen very good results in the Irish market with this as well. Are the regulations too strict? Mm, not necessarily too strict, right? I think... I think it's actually good if there are some regulations because this also encompasses a certain amount of safety and quality uh, that we can then deliver to our users, which is very important for us. Um, I, but I think, yes, I th it's more about maybe the, the motivational aspects and also, I mean, now we are providing that training. <clears throat> Could also be something that comes from the city or, or the government if you see there's a shortage in drivers and you want to motivate that ecosystem because I think... Um, Beside public transport, also ride-hailing plays a very big role in, in the general infrastructure of a city. Right? So, therefore, it should be in the interest of the munici municipalities as well. Is the industry debate about what you might call Uberization of the industry, uh, is that settled in Europe? Or is there still an argument that some make that the Uber-Lyft model is the future of the industry? Um, if you're referring to then basically private hire versus licensed taxi, um, it is very much dependent on the country, I must say, because their regulations vary heavily. Um, I think the important part is to, to strike a balance, to be flexible enough to adapt to current times, right? And uh, sometimes just some um, regulations or even legislation is just outdated and not, uh, not written for, for our current times. But then on the other hand, you also need to make sure that um, there is a certain level of quality, security, and also 
you need to really make sure as an ecosystem in itself that prices don't go too low because then it's not becoming sustainable, right? So there's prices for cars and for gas and people need to make a living, right? So therefore, um, I think it, we will see most likely and over the period of time, we will see a convergence. Of, of taxi and PHV. This is like, and then it really depends on the regulators in which way it, it swings. Mm. I mean, in the US, the, the private hire Ubers and Lyfts kind of dominate now, largely based on consumer choice, it has to be said. In Europe, is it the regulators and the regulation you're talking about that allows uh, companies like FreeNow to keep their market share? Yeah, I mean, we are competing with, uh, on also, we also do private hire, right? So it really depends uh, depends on the market, what the model is that is dominant to operate. And then it also, um, there are certain countries where it's just, if you look, for example, at London, there is there are just not enough black caps to fulfill the demand. So naturally, private hire takes, takes a huge portion of that. But I think, also, if you look at the US, it was... In the beginning, I think there was a price point. It was something disruptive, something new, um, and also sometimes higher quality uh, in, in in certain areas. But you also see already a shift there to a certain extent, right? Look at New York, um, where basically at the moment um, yellow caps become same price point or even cheaper uh, than than private hire, and also the overall demand. It's a bit like. If there's not something very specific, people care to come from A to B in a safe, comfortable, convenient way. If the car is yellow or black or whatever, does not matter to most of the people, right? So I think it's about the overall service you provide to the user. So then is the differentiator the software? It's the software, but it's also the service levels, um, the ease of usage, and then also for us very much to have not only one mobility option in, but to have more, because sometimes you want to do ride-hailing, sometimes maybe you want to do drive your car yourself, so you go for car sharing, then you want to take an e-bike or an e-scooter. And then for us, also a very important part uh, in that mixture is public transport. We just uh, basically now launched our first end-to-end ticket-buying integration for uh, the biggest transit area actually in, in Germany maybe even Europe in the Rhine area um, because that is an integral part also of urban mobility that's a very interesting move would you like to see that happen in other cities yes and we are working on that so there uh, there is definitely uh, our plan to to go to more European cities integrating public transport as well could we see it in Dublin um, Hard to tell by now because it's always uh, a question about um, technical integration because you sadly don't have a central API <laughs> for all public transport systems. And then um, also how big the demand for, for that is. And um, I mean, the public transport system in Ireland is comparably small if you compare it, for example, to, to London and TfL or to, to uh, public transportation in Germany. So, um, and most likely, if technical integration is possible, we will strive first and foremost uh, for, for the biggest areas that we can address. But surely there would be public demand and interest if something is easy and convenient to do and can integrate both your private hire, taxi, and also your buses and your trains and your darts I mean surely people will be interested in that yeah fully agree this is like um, just like a bit in terms of the roadmap right so we, we need to take it sadly we can't 
launch it all at once, so we will need to take a step-by-step -step approach. But uh, in like my best case scenario, we have public transport integrated everywhere where we operate. In terms of private vehicles, cars mainly, there are cities like Paris and Oslo and Ghent that are starting to restrict cars. Is that of concern to you? Uh, not very much. Actually, to a certain extent, I would say the opposite, right? Because um, what we are striving for as a company to change how like, the urban landscape in metropolitan areas looks like. And I think most of the cars stand around all the time and occupy space that could be used better, right? And then you have all the congestion and, and stuff that comes with that. So I think everything where, where cities um, support more shared mobility types are helping. Right, so and then you see it also oftentimes. Um, it's yes, private cars are not allowed, but you can enter with car sharing or you can enter with a ride-hailing service. Right, so it's not that the cities close up; basically, nobody can get in. They just want to restrict that everything is swamped with cars that are just standing around and producing traffic. So I, I think initiatives like that will actually boost the mobility ecosystem. Mm. A topic that was of great interest over the last four or five years and seems to have died down in the hype cycle is self-driving vehicles. And most big um, taxi companies have expressed some interest in that. What's your position on that at the moment? So, um, I can only crystal ball when it will come. I mean, there is great progress, but then again, before this is not only possible in terms of an urban environment where pedestrians can step on the street and stuff like that where it's not just a highway and you you go straight uh, plus until everything has been figured out then with regulation and liabilities and insurances so until this is fully rolled out i think we have a few years ahead of us um, if, if you were to bet how long do you think it's going to be because the time frame keeps going further yeah. and further into I the mean, future as i said crystal balling from from my end uh, but i would say um, I don't think we see it at large scale in Europe uh, within the next five years. Not the so next five, no, certainly not in the next five years, but I'm wondering, is there a chance we might see it in 10 years, for example? Yeah, I would guess so. Okay, and would Free now have ambitions in that space, were that to be the case? I mean, for us it is basically the same as with our mobility providers. Um, we are a platform, right? So we don't own the assets, we, we aggregate and provide uh, basically one-stop shop mobility app for, for the users. So if um, autonomous driving as right-handing comes into the mix, we will be happy to provide it and will uh, definitely strive to do so uh, to have a full multi-mobility mix of everything that is available. Mm -hmm. Speaking of cars, there's a lot of talk that car ownership might decline. Do you believe that? Um, I certainly think it would be in metropolitan areas a very good idea, right? Because as I said, most of the cars stand around 90% of the time, right? And uh, if you just look at the moment, it's still increasing, right? But uh, by, by 2025, we will have 10 million more cars in Europe. That is actually the size of Dublin you need as parking space, right? So, um, and if you think about that, I think if we want to really drive that urban change, um, it should be reduced. But this is not saying there shouldn't be any private car ownership, right? There are still rural areas, there are specific use cases, but that everybody on their own commutes with a car into the city as a single person, then the car stands around for eight to ten hours, and then you drive back home. It's just also not just a very efficient way. Mm. Do you have a car? I still do have a car. Do you yes. live in the city? Yes, I live in the city. But uh, for me, I'm always saying basically the moment where then I can get fully rid of my car, 
which I predominantly have because of my son and with kids. This is a very specific use case. We see that's a lot of people. A lot of people will say, look, I don't like the fact that I have to have a car, but there's no other way for that is as flexible for me to get my kids around, drop them off to this, go and do the shopping. Exactly. So and I think this is also what we are striving for, to find these opportunities, right? So where then you can make sure there is a child seat if you order a car, if you take a car sharing and so on. So um, I still think we are not at the end of the journey of what we need to achieve in mobility. What might Free Now think about in the long term? We hear from companies like uh, Amazon that they have been very big into distribution, delivery logistics. We hear similar sounds from companies like Uber. Is that, is that type of thinking, does it enter Free Now's consciousness at all? Um, at the moment, I would say we are really focusing on urban mobility, right? Because we do think, as mentioned, right? As long as I have a car, we are not finished. I would say. <laughs> um, no, I think um, it is. There's still a lot of things to do, and the demand for mobility, especially the stuff that you mentioned, how also cities change, um, how you move within them, and the the increasing demand for mobility. There's still a lot of stuff to do, and we want to actually enable these smarter mobility decisions for people, and that basically also cities become more livable again um, and therefore I think uh, there's quite still some potential we focus on there. Thomas Zimmerman, CEO of Freena, thank you very much for joining me today and for me Adrian Weckler, tech editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent at broadcasting from the Web Summit uh, with Thomas Zimmerman here from Freenow. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks also to Tabitha Monaghan who produced and Gavin Hennessy on sound and I'll be back with you the same time next week. Bye bye. 